What's up? What's happening? Welcome to episode 24 of the Yankshaft F1 podcast, a group of American dudes who like watching other dudes drive really fast. Joining me as always from the nation's capital, we've got Johnny Gomes. What up, everybody? And from an undisclosed location in the Midwest, we've got Ian. Hello in Portuguese. Johnny, bon, yeah, it's a bit. Bom dia, caralho. There, there we're uh, racing in Brazil. Jeez, my, my apologies. <laughs> is that now? Is that the same? I've heard there's there's some differences. I've, I've heard, uh, it's you just, know, which one's like, one's a dirty um, version of the other? It's like Mexican Spanish or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's different, um, you know, pronunciations and stuff. But, you know, the la- the base language is is pretty much the same. All right. Well, we will we will get into uh, Brazil and their dirty, dirty Portuguese. But first, let's start off with the Mexican Grand Prix that we saw this last weekend. Saw Max Verstappen take home the win. We saw Checo Perez get his third straight podium. Max extends his lead in the Drivers' Championship to 19 points now over Lewis Hamilton. And Red Bull closes the gap in the constructors to just one point. What's uh, What was everybody's, uh, everybody's big takeaway before we, we get into some specifics here? A big takeaway was just that, you know, Max Verstappen's rolling. Um, it doesn't sound like Lewis Hamilton's going to be able to catch up with him. I know I, I kind of feel like, you know, we were used to this Lewis coming on and sandbagging, but this time I think when he actually says Red Bull's quicker than me, yeah, I, uh, too quick. I think he means it. Yeah. Um, so this past race weekend pretty much spells disaster for me if you're pretty much anyone at Mercedes at this point, given the way that it happened. You know, that was pretty much the only way that – Red Bull could make up some ground here is, you know, something bad's got to happen for either Lewis or Valtteri. And that's exactly what happened. And here we are. Especially after that first lap crash where there's just not a lot of passing down in Mexico and you get stuck in the back of the pack. And then you are, it doesn't matter who's in front of you. You just cannot yeah. get around. Yeah. From pole man to chasing and oh the, we, the we will get into game. valtteri bottas don't don't you worry um yeah i mean just starting off with like like we knew this was always gonna like it's always a red bull track down in mexico like that's what everyone says and then mercedes kind of i feel like the only reason that we're having this reaction is because mercedes managed to like slip in a front row lockout and qualifying like that was the weird part of it mm-hmm. but but the race went like exactly as we expected the, the whole weekend would would go most likely with with Red Bull just being quicker in that altitude and their engine and whatever. Yeah. Like they just they just dominated. But that was expected. And like the fact of the matter is that one DNF for Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton could have the lead in this. And we don't know what's coming in Qatar or Saudi Arabia like at all. So like the I know we kind of talked about this last week, but like I don't I don't think the 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 title is you know locked up or anything, but things are certainly trending well for for Red Bull. I'm just there's gotta be like one DNF coming. Like something something's bad's gonna happen. Maybe Mercedes signs up Daddy Bottas to, you know, Daddy Bowling Ball again and just just take Max out one of these races, one last good deed for uh for Daddy Toto. I don't know. But let's let's jump into Valtteri Bottas and that just disaster of a race. Like first turn, he goes from pole to breaking earlier that he broke so early that Daniel Ricardo hit him because yeah. he could like he wasn't expecting anyone to, to to break at that moment. Like it was just absolutely absurd. He had like a 15 second pit stop later in the race, and Valtteri Bottas, uh, no points this week, and Checo Perez uh, climbing up, and he's now only 20 points behind uh, behind Bottas. Is 
Is there is this like a sign of anything to be concerned about for the end of the year for Mercedes that he's finally kind of started to check out after that run of good formula yeah, after signing the for, Alfa Romeo for, contract? For sure is a sign of a panic for Mercedes. Absolutely. Like you said, with him being kind of checked out, I mean, what's he driving for? He's he's gone. He knows it. Um why why even what does it matter if he gets second or if he gets third? I mean, I guess, you know, bonuses or whatever. I'm not awarding contracts, but you're 15th. Like, what? What does he? What does he care? So, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a concern for Mercedes as far as the Constructors Championship goes, and he knows how bad they want it. So, be kind of nice. Oh, well, you know, screw you guys on the way out the door for buttery bottles. Yeah, that's definitely not what you want out of your your second driver when you've got a when you've got a guy who's fighting for the world championship. You've got a constructor that's what fighting for the world championship. You know what I'm saying? And and, and to me, yeah, the writing seems to be on the wall there for Bottas, like. I don't know if he's checked out per se, but something's definitely going on there where he's overthinking things. I mean, that going into that turn, like I, I have no idea what he was thinking. Like, he, I don't even know if he would have made the like, turn. The fact like, that Ricard, if he wasn't even yeah. there, like it was just bad. And like, it's not like he hasn't been there before. Like he's been under that pressure. He's had Max and and Lewis coming bearing down on him, like going into that first turn at multiple other tracks and races. So yeah, I just don't understand that one at all. He's been so he's such a good qualifier, like such a good qualifier. And it's just like at the end of the day, like the difference between him and Lewis or Max or anything just seems to be like he's just not as good of a racer. Like his like him race. And it's uh, funny because <laughs> they're replacing him with George, who seems to be Mr. Saturday. <laughs> labeled as Mr. Saturday himself. So even I mean, it, it just like Charles Leclerc, who I feel like has been the same way this year, where you know you get a lot of pulps, even though he, I think he, I thought Ferrari was awesome down in Mexico, make me look a complete idiot. Um, but I thought that I, I thought that they really like, you know, it's, it's the same story where these guys here just qualify great, do everything great. And then when the race comes, it's just, it's not, it's not quite there. I don't know. Yeah, no, completely yeah. agree. Um, moving on to the, maybe not our rock star of the weekend, but the rock star of the weekend, Checo Perez. Uh, I mean, man, that crowd, like it's, I'm normally not big on watching like the like post race, like celebrations and interviews. Like I watch, but I don't really care, but I like, I turned the volume up for that stuff. Like when they were going to talk to Checo after this race, it was awesome to see. Uh, I think he's the first Mexican driver to, to be on the podium in Mexico, or if he's yeah. not the first, it was the first in like 50 years or something. Um, so a, a great weekend for him based on if you, if you were only watching his dad's reaction, you would have thought he just won the driver's <laughs> world championship. Um, that was absolutely incredible. His dad kept mentioning and like, you know, I won a karting championship on this, on this same track. Like, you, you know, and now watching it like, all right, calm, calm, calm down there, buddy. Like, all right. All right. All right. Mr. Perez just living vicariously through his son. It's like, okay. Yeah, up, sure. Mr. Perez pulling an uncle Rico. But it was great <laughs> to see. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was totally that was awesome to watch. And Checo, shout out to that guy. He deserves all the praise in the world. He's so, so humble. I love, you know, he's a clean driver. I just love everything about. And I was going to say this time last year, we didn't know if he was going to be in Formula One. Yeah. Like one year ago Crazy. today, he he didn't have a seat, and it was like we didn't know what his future held. And then now here he is, trying to chase down Lewis Hamilton you know, at the end of, end of the Grand Prix to, to get on the second step of the podium. Like it was it just near pulled awesome. it off too. I know it, he just, he just didn't have the, didn't have the pace to get by Lewis, but you know, not, not many people do. So that's, yeah. 
that's not too bad. Um, let's get into that. Uh, the Ferrari McLaren battle. Uh, both of you guys were predicting a big week from uh, McLaren. I predicted a good week for Ferrari. I will uh, take my my pat on the back here. Try not to hurt myself too much, but. Yeah, it was another classic Ferrari race that we've seen this year with Leclerc yeah. finishing fifth and Zainz finishing sixth. And I feel like I've said that like 10 times this season or or them finishing six and seven or five and six. Like they just, it's just so steady. And first, first, not to interrupt, but it's a shame that McLaren had the wrecks on the first lap because maybe this race could have been a lot different. But also Norris took the engine penalty. It, it, yeah, it was whatever, regardless. Um, we're not talking about, talking about Ferrari. Yeah, Leclerc was great. Um, they pretty much, I mean, they, I think him, I think him and Signs didn't move from fifth and sixth again. Carlos Signs is just like the most. And then that was it. Yeah, like Signs just continues to be the just this rock of consistency for. Um, I think it's like eleven or something races in a row where he's at points. Like he's just he's just really a just a really good driver that doesn't really get a lot of respect for how good he really is, and he's just like very consistent. I mean, for, say which one about the team Ferrari and the jokes and whatnot, but no, they, I mean, they were great in Mexico and it was just, they just need to do what they need to do and fifth and sixth place is great for them. Yeah, it, it certainly wasn't the McLaren masterclass. I thought it was going to be this past weekend. Some bad luck. <laughs> yeah, bad luck. And, you know, just these things happen. It's racing. But, you know, Ferrari has certainly come on really, like really strong as of late in the second half of the season after the break. Like, it's just you can't argue with the results like they've been performing better than McLaren. And, you know, that I mean, it's what like a 20, 30 point gap in the in the constructors uh, championship and a half now. OK, in, yeah. In terms so. of Ferrari, but they were trailing just, a, you know, a couple weeks ago. And yeah, it's, that's probably the most misleading 13 and a half point gap in a constructor standing. Feels bigger. Right so, now. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Yeah. So but, you know, e- even as consistent as they've been and as good as Ferrari's been recently, like they're still letting Pierre Gasly finish right there fourth, right in front of him. And he just seems to go unchallenged, like <laughs> race in, race weekend, out. He's he was racing no by him. himself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what in front of him, no one behind I, him. So. You know, I couldn't, I've <laughs> never seen a guy like just get fourth place where like literally no one is around him. It was the weirdest he's thing. Like third he's the and 40 that, seconds from, from fifth. Yeah. Like, but it's like, not even like he wasn't even laughing. It was, it was like, there wasn't even, it wasn't even laughing people. He was just yeah. driving. He had this like massive <laughs> the bubble. It was crazy. It was like, what the hell's going on here? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna use that to transition into uh, now that we've hit the the major points. Let's get into some of some of the other teams and drivers, starting with our uh, rock star of the week. Because I'm going with uh, young Pierre Gasly himself. I mean, just like yeah, he didn't really have to race anyone, but like it was perfect. It was it was perfect to to qualify. I think he qualified fifth. Um, and then like just a great job there. And then when chaos happens, he just slid right into fourth. He obviously didn't have the pace to chase down Perez, Hamilton and Verstappen, but no. he, he never let the Ferraris anywhere close to him. Like, and that's like really impressive. Ferrari where they switched signs and Leclerc at one point so that signs could try to make a run at, um, at Gasly never got close. So they swapped him back for five and six, like just a, a, an amazing week for Pierre Gasly. It was kind of be him, between him, uh, Max and, uh, and just Ferrari for me, but I'm giving, I'm giving mine to, uh, to Max Ian, who you got. I mean, I'm giving mine to Pierre. Sorry. Well, to piggyback off what you said, and I'm hijacking this segment here because I want to talk about Yuki Sonoda because, uh, but I think the rock star of the week, I mean, how can you, and this, and this is so lame and obvious, but how do you not pick Checo Paris? I mean, that was 
like you got to go with Checo. I, it was it was an That's awesome cool. race, awesome weekend. The guy finishes third. Like everybody else, I wish he would have been able to get second. Um, he really cut it close. I couldn't get Hamilton. It is what it is. But no, I mean, just a great scene. Awesome weekend for him. Um, it's Checo for me. See, I'm torn. You know, I want to, you know, I just want to be normal and give it to, you know, like the actual best driver of the day, Max, your Checo, et cetera. But like just seeing Kimi Raikkonen knowing that he's on his way out the door and, say, yeah. and still giving everyone hell out there, finishing eighth in, a, yeah. in an Alfa Romeo, getting some points still, you know, seeing him scratch and claw till the end. I, I, I just love watching me some Kimi. No, a lot of a lot of good storylines. You know, yeah, Kimmy. I mean, Max drove like Max started third and then won the race, like damn near perfect drive, and like, yeah, it wasn't even really in consideration for for driver of the weekend. Like, some just so many good stories. Um, you know, Pierre, Max, Ferrari, Kimmy, um, Alonso had a pretty good race too. Like, uh, Seb, Seb, Vettel, Seb was up there. He finished where uh, like seventh or something. Yeah, Vettel finished. I mean, Vettel. Vettel, Reichen, and Alonso in 2021, 789. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> what year is it? Exactly. And then uh, I mean on the opposite side of this, here's a well, okay, okay. Let's we'll get into this later. Let's uh let's let's go into into Wanker, Wanker of the Week. I've I've got mine on uh Valtteri Bottas slash Mercedes. I don't want to put it just on Bottas because some of it wasn't his fault, but it was like the start was mostly his fault. I'm I am kind of surprised they didn't penalize Ricardo for that crash, but still, like it, like like it, Bottas shouldn't have been breaking there. It, it it was it was weird. There's there's nuance, you know. Sometimes, yeah. you know, the, the the judges can be. I I kind of agreed time, with them so. not doing it though. Like yeah, I'm happy sure. they didn't. And then Mercedes just like screwing up his pit stops and and everything um, was just not good. But a special shout out to. Uh, for the wankers to Alfa Romeo for like you, yeah, I just okay. stole mine. <laughs> Ian, I'll let you take the floor. Alfa Romeo for yeah. why? <laughs> the wankers to week for Giovanni, come pit. Why? Yeah, okay. And then there's a line of great, great pit guys. Thanks, really appreciate it. Part of the reason why Ryan was able to get yeah, part of the reason why Ryan was able to get points is because they just totally said. Uh, yeah, we're just going to run this test strategy on Giovanni and maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. We have no Six idea. Six cars are going to pass him. Yeah. And then he got stuck behind Bottas yeah. and, uh, and he's Bottas and Ricardo, who both had damage, who both had damage because of the previous wreck that Giovanni probably going to pass. And it's like, I know that we don't, we never talk about this guy. Nobody knows who he is. That's why I, I feel to bad. Make sure we got to him. Yeah. yeah. So we got to acknowledge that. You know, he kind of got screwed over by his Finally, team, and he would have had some. And he's every right to be mad at them, and like, yeah, it's, they owe him an apology. This he week. seems kind of checked out with that that radio message because we don't know if he's got a seat next year. A lot of people have been talking about I that. Don't his think future he does. Is very uncertain. Yeah, and that message kind of seemed like, a, all right, screw you guys. Like, I don't care. Yeah. anymore. thanks for the great strategy, a holes. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of people not having seats next year, now it's my turn to rant. Uh, my wanker of the week. Well, it's it's wankers of the week go out to Yuki Tsunoda and Mick Schumacher for sandwiching Ocon there right at the beginning of the race. But I'd like to focus here on Schumacher because this guy's starting to slowly approach like 
Mazepin territory for me, dude. Oh, no. Like, he just does nothing for me. Like, he was like, he was way quicker than him in qualifying. (sighs) Like, he's just, he's a better driver. Okay. Like, yeah, certainly. That's, you know, that's not saying much. It's like, that car is so bad. Taking your sister to the prom. That car is so bad that I really can't even determine anything about Schumacher's drive. I know Mazepin's bad, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready find, to give I can up find on that. positives in, in in some weekends from Schumacher. It's just so frustrating to see. You know, if his name is Mick Mazepin, you know, I don't know if he's if, if, again, if like the he, leash he's is as long. Consistently qualify, like out qualifying him. Like it's it's he he looks bad. To be fair, so would literally any other driver. <laughs> Probably true. Okay, but we'll we'll never know. All we know is all we know is Mick Schumacher is the guy who's tasked with doing it, and he does it. Yeah. yeah. But I got a new favorite uh, pick of Yuki out of that week, out of this weekend. Um, and given how many hilarious pictures of him are out there, the later hoser that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, this, dude, the, I could just like that picture of him like in the air after sandwiching Ocon with uh, Schumacher. It's just I can just picture him under the helmet, like. <laughs> oh my god! It's just so funny. He's just so small. Oh man. Oh. We love we love Yuki. Hopefully he's because uh, he got into Q three. I'm pretty sure he he gave he gave Gasly a nice toe and helped get him you know get him get him starting fifth. And then he you know Yuki had the penalty and then you know, the things didn't go well for him in the race. But he seems to have found his form a little bit because I think he I think that's back to back Q three appearances for Yuki. I might be wrong, but also um, that he seems to be putting it together. That Honda is sick though. Let's let's be yeah. fair. I know. Mm-hmm. I I remember a certain somebody talking about that in our preseason episode about how good that Honda engine was and getting some some scoffs. But you know now now look who's look who's come around. Um, the other point I wanted to make. Okay, so Vettel had a good week, right? Seventh place, mm-hmm. good good stuff, good for him. Uh, Lance Stroll took a new engine, so he started from the back. Lance started actually twentieth. Um, made his way up into fourteenth. Fine, that's okay. Where does that leave um, Aston Martin after Vettel's points in seventh place? They are in seventh place in the constructors. Uh, 38 points behind Alpha Tauri. They are 45 points ahead of Williams. Whoa. <laughs> they are almost as close to Williams as they are to the next closest midfield team, Alpha Tauri. When I like, I had to double check that math. I was like, I, 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 I had to cross out Aston Martin, or, or because I put them in the wrong spot because I couldn't believe it when I was like writing this stuff down, like making my notes. I couldn't believe that they were actually that far back. What I mean, what a disaster That's, of a year! Like I, I, I was yeah. kind of hoping for a little, de- you know, step back from them, but like, holy crap! No. When you look at it in context, this is about as bad as it can get. Especially, dude, after the injection of cash that they put into the team, the brand the, the, the you know the everything that's just it's I disastrous gonna say, after that uh, second hungry and they got disqualified true true those are big points lost you know huge points that basically puts i mean that basically puts them almost even with power yeah yeah, it, yeah. It, at the very least they're you know there's a or huge gap between them and williams spin zone also how about williams like okay all yeah, right, all right williams. yeah this isn't like the Williams where it's like, you know, one point Williams. They've got some points say, so this year. No, that's like when they when they had the when George Russell got those, you know, the half points in, in Belgium, it was like that's the eighth place. Boom, done. 
dusted. Just have fun the rest of the year. Like you don't, no one's catching you. Like congrats, enjoy. Williams has twenty three points. Yeah, which nobody thought was going to happen. And sure, it's not all legit. You know, those half points from Belgium are kind of nonsense. But it's been hey, a weird year. They earned them. You know, like hey, I mean, I, I did not. Ex- I did not expect them. I did not expect them with five races to go on the calendar to have a twelve point lead on Alfa Romeo. Yeah, exactly. I didn't expect them to have 12 points. Yeah, so, that's, yeah, and, that's how it and is. And despite Haas being at zero, I mean, we all expected that. But yeah, Williams is yeah. quietly. I mean, this has been a great year, for, which is, I mean, 23 points, 23 points is really a is. nice story. And bringing in uh, what Alex Albon for next year. Yep. Should, uh, you know, Williams getting a, you know, should be fun to, fun to root for. Also, back to the Nikita Mazepin thing. And speaking of Haas not having any points this year, um, Mazepin was running in 11th place for a little bit this week. It was like... It's a fluke. Yeah, I don't... Uncharted the blind squirrel waters. finds a nut? Is that what the expression is? Or yeah. I don't know. And sure, That's, he uh, still finished eight. He finished dead last of anyone that classified. But, you know, he was in 11th hadn't place. Been all that, been fun for him. If there hadn't have been all that uh, race start chaos, it would mean more to me. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Just, just, I've so yet to, can you think of a single time this season you've seen Nikita Mazepan overtake anyone? Uh, I think he passed Mick once. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm, I'm sure there must there might have been some engine troubles. I think he passed Mick. Which, to be fair, I don't really remember a whole lot of Mick passing anybody either. But I that, was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I they, think they, he passed Mick to once. Stay close to a Williams a few times. I remember that. Yeah, he's like, like well, well he got back. within like four seconds of Latifi in, yeah. in 18th place. So I think it's the best he's done all year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've only ever past like one another so far (laughs) and we wonder why there's animosity in the team it's like the only (laughs) battles they have are against each other oh Oh, man yeah that's uh i mean yeah we kind of kind of touched on a lot alonzo having a good week um lando also you know starting bad with his with his engine penalty had a decent race getting back into into the point um finishing 10th um that's kind of uh kind of all i have for the race unless you guys had anything else yeah, I just kind of have one take, and I think this is kind of strange with me. Um, obviously, as we all watch in North America, um, it feels, and I think just kind of growing up, well, I know I was having to watch Formula One at weird times. I think my body's just, my body and my mind just accustomed to like wake up, have my cup of coffee, watch Formula One, or don't go to bed, it turn on at three o'clock in the morning, watch Formula One. So having the race on in like prime time. And like, I don't like it. yeah, having the having the race on it, like, and it's kind of the same boat with Austin, where it's like, I don't know if I like Formula One like Sunday afternoon. I feel like it's a, just a, it just doesn't something about it just feels weird. Like I need I need my Formula One on at eight o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, and I can wake up, drink my coffee, enjoy it all morning, and we're done out in ten. But something about it being on it just in the afternoon. Just I feels, like it when like the only other thing I would be doing is sleeping, you know? So it's like, it, yeah. feels, it feels like, it feels like free entertainment. Like I don't have to give up. Yeah. Anything. It's just like, I would just be sleeping instead. So this is just sure. free. And now it's like, I have to choose between like not watching football. Like I'm making concessions now. It's, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, that, it wasn't that bad for me given that the, my old uh, Washington football team was on a bye week but, but the week before that in Austin, I will agree that, you know, having a juggle premier league soccer, Liga Nas, Portuguese soccer, 
Yeah. Well, and I, yeah, I go to work at 2 p.m. DC United. Sunday, so I like <laughs> for me, it's like I can't watch when you put it in the afternoon. If I didn't have the flu, I wouldn't have been able to watch Mexico. Like I, I lucked out getting the flu. And I think that's part of the reason, too. I mean, obviously, we drive to survive. But also another reason why the Formula One is growing so much in the United States is because that it's on opposite nothing. Like it doesn't compete. Yeah. There's nothing for it to compete with. And that's very attractive to a lot of people who wake up early and it's like, oh, huh, I got live sports on. This is awesome. It's like going and it's no racing. commercials, too. Like, no you know, commercials. Yeah. Soccer, I think it's soccer kind of blew up. It's just a great, like, morning sport that I, and I know we have NASCAR and IndyCar. It just, it just feels, and maybe just what, what most of the races, I'm not, again, just, I, I, I associate it more with being overseas, but it's I just also my Formula One early in the morning. Yeah. It's also one of those things I like to, I can just like, you know, throw, throw the race on my phone and have my AirPods yeah. in and get my morning chores done. Just listening to, yeah, yeah. to the race, it's, you know, exactly. or throw yeah. it on a second TV, you know, exactly. like a monitor on the laptop, just, you know, pop it on the phone. I've had, I've done that. Yeah. A million times where I just pop it up on the phone as it's like, you know, early in the morning, just kind of casually following yeah. it. Well, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice start to the day. And an interesting point. It is. But we're, we're, and I think, I think we're going to get the same thing in, uh, in Brazil this week. So I will once again, not be able to watch because, uh, now that yeah, I'm back to health, I can't miss work again. <laughs> Let's be honest. We don't know how time zones work. So hopefully it's, hopefully it's was on in the morning, but I don't I'm, know if they got daylight night. savings. Who knows? 99% sure that Brazil is in the same time zone. The majority of us are. Yeah, there's got to be got to be some overlap there. And speaking of Brazil, we had uh, no race there last year um, due to COVID, obviously. Um, did we have a uh, yeah? Okay, so then last race was 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a that was a fun race. I don't know if you guys if you guys remember that, but yeah, and they Max. all. Yeah, they also like. I'm pretty sure they they talked about it in Drive to Survive too. Um, so we had a podium of Max, Pierre Gasly, with Toro Rosso, Whoa. and Carlos Sainz with McLaren. So it oh, was yeah. Carlos Sainz's first podium and Pierre Gasly's first podium. Um, so it was the first time in like 15 years that two drivers had had, or or, or 10 or 11 years that uh, two drivers have had the the their first podium in the same race. Um. It was the first McLaren podium since 2014 in Australia. And it was the youngest podium ever combined age at the hmm. time. Um, this was because remember Carlos Sainz, he had, he has like five career podiums and like only two of them. He's actually stood on the podium because like three of them have been from like nonsense after the race. So Lewis actually crossed the line third and then got a penalty for that crash with Alex Albon. And Weren't so there tire issues too, if I recall yes. correctly. Yes, yes. Like everyone I do was remember Brazil. The, yeah. the soft tires were going all over the so place. So it was, it was, it was crazy. Crash in the album. Yeah. Yeah. So that, the album crashed, yeah, that was and then big they on took the, Hamilton out. That drive to survive Pierre Gasly podium was like a big, big deal. I remember. It was that. sick. I mean, yeah, with yeah. Toro, I think it was like Toro Rosso's second podium ever. Mm. Uh, Gasly's first. That was his, that was his comeback tour. The yeah eated haters like exactly. after getting demoted to the b team that's that was sick <laughs> no, that was a, running, a great look who was fourth and fifth in that race we got uh kimi raikkonen and, and antonio giovanisi <laughs> what a what a race alpha romeo comeback tour 2021 let's see if it happened robert kibitza 
<laughs> dude i've been watching a the great uh the great like uh 2010 season documentary from like cranky yankee or cy motorsport now uh he made a great video on it and Kibitz is like all over the podiums. I was like, Oh man, that's, I, I love that guy. Shout out Kibitz. What a crazy season 2010 was. Cause that's yeah. the reason I started watching this. Cause that's like what this title fight feels like probably the best one since 2010. There were yeah. 10 lead changes in the driver's championship. It's like Mark, we Mark Weber, Nico Rosberg, um, Sebastian Vettel, Lewis Hamilton, uh, and I think Jensen Button led at one point too. Jeez. Like who was Jensen Button? Oh, Fernando Alonso um, was up there, and uh, I don't Ugh. think Felipe Massa ever led that year, but he was up there too. Like who's what I'd give crazy. to have that, you know, in today's game. Jeez, it was it was wild. So Mark Webber looks twenty fantastic. years older than everybody else that they're they're showing. Like Sebastian Vettel looks like a child. Lewis Hamilton looks like a child. Mark Webber looks like everyone's father somehow. <laughs> Just, just great stuff. I don't. I that mean, yeah, off the, I don't that, 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 that was Seb's first one, wasn't it? Twenty ten. Yeah. Because that, that, that no spoilers, that man. Off, I haven't gotten to the end of the video yet. That kicked off his run. Sorry, that kicked off his run with uh, Red Bull. Yeah, four straight. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, but, it's been no, eleven years. Crazy, crazy season. So at Brazil, I think, has typically been kind of a Red Bull track. Um, not quite as much as um mexico is but i'm pretty sure it's also like you know a, a good amount above sea level so probably a bit of an advantage for for those honda engines again um, sao paulo yeah in interlagos wherever that is um but we've had some some good races there in a well, in, in the past so i i don't know it, if Red Bull, if Red Bull takes this this race again, if they get the lead to, if Max gets the lead to like above twenty five points, like more than one race worth, that that's when I'm starting to think that maybe it might it's be over. too much for yeah. But we don't know what we're getting from Qatar or Saudi Arabia. So exactly, then I mean, you could get a you get a. I mean, literally all it takes is one DNF for Max, and all of a sudden, boom, Lewis is right back in this. So, but again, it's I don't know, man. Again, if they. But you're right, though. Qatar and Saudi Arabia are just such wild cards. Yeah. In a, in a <laughs> don't take that out of context. I'm talking about a Formula One context. They are <laughs> such wild cards. Any any way you want to take it, I'm not going to argue with you. Qatar and Saudi Arabia are wild cards. World Cup bids, you know, uh, who's going to play in the who's going to be the extra spot in the Gold Cup next time? Qatar and Saudi Arabia are wild cards. You know, like <laughs> we've seen it all. So I'm uh, I'm picking I'm picking another max win here. Um, I don't know if anyone else is willing to go out on a limb, but I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb, and just because I feel like we've had a couple of races where I don't want to say not boring, but there hasn't been a whole lot of passing. I'm gonna go crazy, and I'm gonna say Carlos Signs wins Brazil. I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna, I, I think we're gonna get a bunch of I think he's I think he's he's due he's podiumed here before I can see some funny business happening at the top I think McLaren's still gonna have some issues left over from uh, um, from Mexico and I think Carlos Sainz is I think he's gonna get it done all right I, so I, it. I think it's gonna be straightforward yeah. Ian thinks yeah. funny business Johnny where where do you uh... I'm smelling some funny business too I mean it's an old track it's it dates right. back to the 70s back to the golden era of F1 you know it's you know stuff happens in Brazil all right and and well, you just know... your Portuguese talking man <laughs> <You're> animosity <laughs> weird stuff happens in Brazil guys come on 
Um, I've seen but fast no, five. I see I it. it. I, I'm seeing a Pierre Gasly podium, three Love two it. finish maybe. You know, Love he's always it. out there racing in clean air, no one in front of him, no one behind him. I can see, you know, people hitting early tire issues. Pierre getting getting out there, you know, sneaking one away from Lewis or or Valtteri or, or Checo or whoever. Um, you know, hoping to see some action. I did want to uh, uh, read this this bit of uh, Alpha Tauri always puts out a grand preview. Um, I don't know who writes these things, but they're fantastic. That's a that's a great play on one. <laughs> I know, I know. I've wanted to call our 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 preview episodes the grand preview, but I can't I can't steal them from them. And I'm sure they're not the first people to do that. But anyway, this excerpt: the venerable Interlagos circuit may be getting on in years and a little creaky in places, but it remains a classic venue. The cramped and always packed paddock gives the circuit an electric, old school feel, while the atmosphere on track is even wilder, enlivened by hordes of passionate, extremely noisy fans who pack the grandstands throughout the race weekend. I just thought that was a lovely description. Let's go. Oh, right. Yeah. Wow. I don't know who's writing these things, but give them, give them they a raise. deserve a raise. It's Pierre yeah, Gasly in his free time. <laughs> that person should be writing like descriptions for Savi auction items or something <laughs> like fine art. Yeah, travel <laughs> guides or something. I don't know. That was that Real was estate. great. Yeah. yeah, electric old school feel. Oh, I just oh, I, I love it. Electric. All right, that's, Santa that's vibes. All I've got. Uh, preview in preview in Brazil. Anything else, guys? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I'm uh, I'm hoping for some funny business this week, and uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, I know it looks like Brazil's about three hours ahead of me. So, uh, oh, oh God, that's that's terrible for us. It's terrible. It's terrible. For us. Yeah, vai, vai ser uma corrida louca, caralho. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, for, all, for all our Brazilian fans. <laughs> uh, we we apologize. Uh, yeah. <laughs> any, any of that was. Or don't Google it. Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's all we got we'll catch you guys next week for a uh, preview of Qatar and a, a follow-up from brazil grand prix 2021 have a good one